Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Podcast Land, where we podcast in the land. So we are celebrating today the Feast of St. Isidore of Sevilla. Sevilla, yep. Who? Of the internet. He is of, of I put, trying I put, to make that I put, work together. I put the description as a St. Isidore of the internet. St. Isernet, internet of... Oh. St. Is- Internet of the Isidore? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> well, we should pray. We we uh, always like to pray. Um, we do like before, to pray. Before we podcast. So you guys can join us in a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, thank you for uh, setting up all the technical things with <laughs> us and having them not go flawed or weird or... Yet. Yet. <laughs> and, and we ask you to just prepare all of our hearts uh, that we would be able to receive your word, to know you, to love you, to mm. serve you. Uh, we ask you to help Scott be funny. Uh, <laughs> and uh, to, we ask you that. And help Father Peter be serious. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and we ask you to set us free from anything that would be not of your will. Mm. Um, you would just uh, uh, quiet us if that is your desire. So. <laughs> or enlighten us if that be your will. Yeah, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Isidore of Seville. Pray for us. Pray for us. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us for our live Lenten Lanky Guys podcast for the Feast of St. Isidore. We are trying today to raise $20,000 in 24 hours to support both the Lanky Guys ministry that we do here and all of the rest of the ministries that we do here at the St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Center. One thing first and foremost, yes, we want to know where you guys are watching from, listening from. Um, we love our Lanky Guys listeners. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing where you're watching from, where you're listening from. And we found out that we have a lot of listeners in these pockets of areas. You were just up in Seattle, right, with Gage. Right. Who I think billed himself as me the whole time. He's like, hi, everybody. I'm Scott. But you guys <laughs> had this huge crowd show up in Seattle from all over the place oh. who are listeners to the podcast, right? Oh, yeah. You guys, uh, the fact that you did that with one day's notice, it was just so one awesome. One day's notice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a particular shout out to Rob, our favorite Canadian. Our favorite uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he and we like out. a lot of Canadians. We do. So that's a pretty high. We, we do like a lot of Canadians. Mm. I'm having a slight technical difficulty um, right now. Uh, so, so uh, Scott, should uh, I keep talking? Yeah, you keep talking right, while so, I work out our technical difficulty. So, as we said, we're trying to raise twenty thousand dollars in twenty four hours to support all of the ministries that we're doing here. We are our, our role here, and this is what the Linky Guys is ultimately a part of. We're trying to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth of the Catholic Church to the University of Colorado Boulder and to the rest of the community in Boulder and ultimately out to the world because we're raising up incredible leaders here at St. Thomas Aquinas and at CU and they're going out to the world and we love that you guys are a part of that and we love all of the different ways that we hear that you use the Lanky Guys podcast from doing Bible studies to homily preparation to men's groups to mom's groups to punishment to your kids on road, tri- road trips, <laughs> all the ways that you use it. Um, and I have found out that so far we just started this thing. We are already up to $3,900 we've raised so far. Yeah, so, so we you. are well on our thank way. Thank you. It, it really just it means the world I feel to like us. the host of a PBS telethon yeah, yeah. right now. And right, we are and, on and our so way. If, if you'd you like to support here. us, um, then you can uh, text to that number. Uh, oh, look at you yeah, yeah. and your techie no, no, tech this tech. Is it. We're like, you guys have supported wow. us. And, and uh, I just looked online. How do you do Facebook Live? And then they told me all the things to do. And I oh, not just the recipe. You don't mean just now? No, no. I mean, okay, like, like we're already yeah, doing it. Yesterday. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, just a time for us to be here. And if for some reason that. you can't read, um, t- you can text your donation amount to 720-513-7337. That is 720 
513-7337, or you can go to our website, thomascenter.org. You can scroll down to the Live Lanky Guys event, the Live Lanky Link Lent Lent Levent. <laughs> and le click on that le click um, and it's gonna be great yep okay you guys are awesome and part of why we're doing this is we're celebrating celebrating is a weird way to put it we are in the second half of Lent now right we're, we've passed the halfway point I don't know how your stuff is going my stuff is going pretty lousy oh man I'm but, having a hard Lent but is this the truth is, of it it's a good time to kind of recollect and get together and Reflect on the scriptures together, but also just celebrate the, gr the, the grace of God who's being poured out, which is being poured out this Lent. And, yeah. and the fact that we have this time to set aside, to reflect on these things, and, and try, to, try to be holy as we're called to be. Well, you know, um, when I was in Seattle, uh, uh, I got a chance to meet a, a gal, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. and, and while I was hanging out with Elizabeth, what I realized is that there's a lot of people who... Uh, are named Elizabeth. Are named Elizabeth. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, that are a part of this Havarim that, that actually mm. rely upon this for being able to understand the scriptures yeah. and to be able to engage in a deep way. And uh, for some people who s struggle perhaps with... Um, um, with uh, understanding or deepening, um, ma namely the priests. Um, that was a joke to all of you priests. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Uh, so I don't know. I just am so thankful for like the example mm. of wit the witness of Elizabeth, of Rob, of um, a lot of people who just uh, really, really value. Is, is that what? Is that just scrolling on the on the? You have our our thing up. I know. It's it's. Is it it's broadcasting? Good. I think we are. Tell. Are you? Are we broadcasting? Can we tell? I okay. think we're I think we're going. Okay. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out. We've already got a bunch of people who are listening. We got Barbara who's listening from California. We have who do we got? We have uh, Ivan who's listening from Guadalajara in Mexico. Sarah Fowl is out in Sevilla in Spain. Sevilla. Sarah Fowl is in listening from Seville, from Sevilla in Spain. St. Oh. Isidore of Sevilla, right? Anybody? Oh, no, she's Come like on, there. how cool is that? That's the best. So she's listening. Jean is out from Indiana. On, on we the got internet. Lee from Los Angeles on the internet of all places. Yeah, it, um, is, is this just scrolling? Like, I'm really like, this is... I don't um, think this is what's actually live right now. So don't, don't okay. worry about what you're saying on my okay, screen. Okay, because I'm like, yeah, then that, that's no good um, if it is. Um, we're okay. Yeah, okay, we're the, okay. The people, okay, we good. Our technical people will tell us. All right. I want to give a shout out to James Cowell, all the Cowell family from yep. uh, Edwardsville, Illinois. You, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura is calling, listening from New Jersey. There's a whole bunch of folks, so this is super fun. Um, but all that being said, it is indeed the fifth Sunday. Fifth of Lent, Sunday of Lent. This which is we should get to business. This is what we're here for. Yeah, this is what we came is, for. This is this is. How this is how we do it. Are you pulling it up on yeah, your yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the All readings. Right. Um, you guys, I study, the These are I, I study the scriptures on my iPhone in case you guys are ever wondering. I do it like... You're I, just playing Candy Crush. I can tell you what's actually going on. You're not really. <laughs> See, look, you're Quay, laughing at all my Quay, jokes today. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm praying Quazy Cupcakes. You know, that's a joke is that for a somebody thing? who knows. Yeah, Quazy Cupcakes. Okay, nobody, nobody knows that. Nobody. <laughs> okay, our first reading is from Isaiah 43, verses 16 to 21. It is indeed, and our responsorial psalm is coming from Psalm 126, verses 1 through 2, 2 through 3, 4 through 5, and 6. And With the response, the response itself. <laughs> Coming from three. Okay. And then our second reading is uh, the uh, Philippians mm. chapter three, eight to 14. The famous scubala reading. Scubala. I know, mm. dude. That's like, I count it all as scuba, which I'm really looking forward to learning how to do scuba this year. 
the self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Which is not related to scubala, which is the stuff that you flush down the toilet. Uh-oh. That's what the commentators say. <laughs> anyway. No, I get all potty humory. I wanted to be funny. And you were funny. You're funnier than no, me today. Oh, my God. I well, you prayed for, your, for it. I, and you asked me to be serious. You asked the Lord to serious me up. This so. was my attempt to be funny, but you <laughs> haven't really prayed for it yet. The Lord had not given us that grace yet. No, it, he hadn't. And our gospel is coming from John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. The woman caught in adultery. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in for our live uh, broadcast. <laughs> we'll see you next year. Yeah, next year. Next uh, for the Next oh, no. This is... Uh, yeah, this is totally absurd. Okay. Speaking um, of PBS telethons, and yeah. what this feels like, I just, before we get into the readings, I oh, want to say one more time. And we're going to have a clip from Riverdance. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that, like, am I, Please uh, welcome Michael Flatley. Is that his name? Is that uh, the guy? Flatley? Is, Isn't that the is, Riverdance guy? Yeah. <laughs> is, is the guy who dances named Flatley? That's oh, weird. That's, ironic. that's really. Uh, I might be wrong on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know, but it's funny regardless. But again, if you're just tuning in, which you should have been watching the whole time. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. If you're just tuning in, we're trying to raise $20,000 in 24 hours to support all the great ministries that are happening here at St. Yeah. Thomas Aquinas at CU Boulder. So if you want to give us a donation, you can text that donation to 720-513-7337 or go to our website, thomascenter.org, and scroll down to the live Lanky Guys event and click on that. 513-7337. There it I'm is. You got it up there. <laughs> it's so much fun. This is, it is kind of fun. I, f- I feel like uh, to be able to do overlays is really kind of Oh, a, the overlay. A, yeah, the overlay yeah. is really I think it's absurd. fun being a telethon host. I do, too. It shows where our interests lie. Okay, so I was okay. reading, I was reading uh, Isaiah, and, um, and it's, this sounds like it's this uh, like ref- reflection on the Exodus mm. mixed with mm. saying, like, don't think about the Exodus. <laughs> hey, everybody, really? rem- remember the get Exodus. That? Oh, the, oh, okay. The okay. Lord who opens the way in the uh-huh, sea and the uh-huh, mighty waters, uh-huh. and he... Kills all the chariots and horsemen, and then he snuffed them out. And then, but remember not the events of the past, the you things can't. of long ago, not consider. I'm doing something new. You're like, don't even remember that, which is, which is kind of a weird. I mean, this is a weird thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's remember in the same sense of like, don't think about it anymore. It's that you're not in that place anymore. Don't, don't, don't live in that spot. So it's, mm. I think remember is probably not the best translation. In, you know, languages are weak. Um, what we usually have in, in Greek or uh, in Hebrew for remember is the word zakar, which I don't, I don't think it's actually zakar. I don't either. Zakar means to, to speak on someone's behalf. This is, I think, just more of a reference to don't live in that place of punishment, which is... Of um, punishment, but 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 not other, punishment, not punishment. Sorry. But other places, it, it's like funny. It's like remember the great things that God has done. So it's kind of a weird. So I don't really know what's happening. Which is kind of what this whole passage is about. I actually read a. You know, context is everything. This is hard to do this in front of the microphone. Um, but you know, context is everything. And so I read a little bit further uh, in advance of this because this. Yeah, it's a passage all about the Exodus. It's about what God is doing in the Exodus. That's going to come into play. By the way, let me just say, I think. Are you ready for this? Uh, I am trying to be. I think the theme of these readings, what is the common thread? The theme of the readings is water. That's, I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. The river. <laughs> and I think, I think there's water. Okay. And I think the um, uh, different uses and the different imagery of what water is, is kind of the key to everything today. Okay. Is that going? Yeah, yeah it's, it's go? going. It's just, okay. uh, it's just glitching. <laughs> You're glitching. Hey, baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I just want to read a couple lines from the f- very beginning of this passage. 
Um, okay. Where are we? We're in, we're in 43, right? Isaiah 43. Right. Um, which is, we've just finished the servant songs. We've talked a lot about the servant songs, right? These, these psalms about this servant who represents Israel, who's going to bring vindication. He's going to suffer and be kind of persecuted, and he's going to be vindicated, and he's going to re- represent all of Israel and all this stuff. And then we get to chapter 43 of Isaiah, which kind of goes, it's weird. This is why scholars get kind of flipped out over Isaiah, because he is simultaneously going backwards in time and forwards in time. It's like lost. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's you, you don't, and sometimes he's going kind of sideways. <laughs> Faraday, like you don't right? Know. Faraday, what's wasn't that? It, wasn't Faraday the one who was glitching back and forth in time? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Weren't they all glitching back yeah. and forth in time? <laughs> they were. Oh, the they Dharma were. The Dharma Initiative. Yeah, is yeah. that what it was? <laughs> so this is our biblical Dharma Initiative, so to speak. That doesn't work. <laughs> that was, that, this is, you guys, this is why you get the Relinky guys this live. This is why is we the, edit. Yeah, this is why we edit. And right. this is, if you want to know, behind the scenes. Behind it. Okay, so here's what it says. This is the beginning of, first, of uh, chapter 43. It says, but now, so it, it's just finished speaking about this suffering servant who's going to come and represent the people and be vindicated. But for now, that's coming in the future, right? Okay. But now this is what the Lord says. This is what he says in this moment. He, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, that's all the people of God, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have redeemed you. And remember... Isaiah is Isaiah is super confusing because it's spanning this period of time, both looking toward and into the exile that's coming, but also all the way past the exile into what's going to come afterward, which is why scholars don't know what to do with it. So we're dealing in the midst of suffering and persecution. They're watching their northern neighbors, right, Israel in the north, being taken into exile and attacked by Assyria. Things are rough. Things are bad. And so he's saying, fear not, though, because I've already redeemed you which he, he uses the past tense, even though it's not fulfilled yet. You've already been redeemed, which I think is kind of beautiful. For I summoned you by name, you're mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. In other words, you're going to be like the burning bush. You're going to be like me. When I appeared and spoke to Moses in the burning bush, you're going to be on fire, but you won't be burned. It won't be destroyed. Right? It's kind of like the uh, kind of trust, the corporate trust walks where you walk <laughs> over the burning coals. Like, <laughs> yes, you've never done that with us as a staff. The yeah. burning coals next fall <laughs> when then we get a new crop of focus machines. <laughs> that'll be their first. That'll be their initiation. I love it. See, I am the Holy One, your God, the Holy One of Israel, the Savior. And then he talks about all these nations. I give Egypt your ransom. I'm going to crush these other nations. I'm going to vindicate you to all these all these nations and Babylon and all these people who have brutalized you, they're going to get what they deserve. All, all this stuff kind of goes through then. And that's when we kind of pick it up in this reading talking about, but remember, don't forget, I made a way through the sea for you. This is a reference to the Exodus, like you said, right? When you pass through the Red Sea, I made a way through the mighty waters. So I guess what I'm getting at through this kind of long way around it is that the first reading uses the idea of water as a threat as trials, as tribulation, as, as trouble, right? Well, isn't, isn't like that the kind of thing that, that like the waters are always this uh, threat of chaos again? The, the, like the, like in the, general. F- the flood and the waters were chaotic before the Lord ordered them. Oh, you mean in Genesis, yeah, back yeah, in the in beginning. Genesis. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and so, that theme always still kind of sticks around with them. Because water, I mean, Israel, I know there's some fishermen, float, you know, hanging around. Right. But in general, Israel was not known as a seafaring people. Like, right. they had some lakes and stuff and some rivers, but everyone was kind of afraid of the sea. I mean, it was, it was a threatening place, and the storms on the Galilee and all this stuff, they weren't a seafaring people. And so water, and here in the beginning of Isaiah 43, right, he says, um, where did he say, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the river, it's saying when you pass through trials, when you are 
when you're in tribulation, when you are persecuted, when you're facing oppression. It's, it's synonymous with water and river. They're not good things. And the reason I think that's important is that's going to get flipped on its head later on. It's already flipped on this head because we have jackals and, and ostriches. <laughs> because we have jackals. Jackals Absolutely. and ostriches. Thanks, everybody. Like, Good night. Are like feasting at this river in the midst of the desert. So it's, it's almost yeah, but like... but they ain't good. I don't think they're good. I think they're threats. They're like the foreign nations that are coming to eat you. Well, it says wild beasts honor me. Well, yeah, that's true. Jackals and ostriches. Which I think is a little reference to the foreign nations being his servants. Like he, uh. how he says later on, Babylon actually was doing my will when you went off in exile. Persia, Cyrus was actually sort of a messianic figure when he set you free. Right. They're all mine, even the ones that are threats to you. Right. So there's, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on here. And then, and then I put, but then I was also thinking about how do you, how do you actually water a, a, a nation of a 10,000, how many hundred thousand? One bite at a time. Yeah, how do, do you, you how do you water a, a, a nation of ten thousand people of a hundred thousand people? I don't know. The water that flows in Rocks. the desert through the rock. I mean, that's got to be a lot of water or a big rock. <laughs> that's a fair question. Both hands. So it's like yeah. a, so this is why like, Moses got so ticked. This rock is too small. <laughs> this rock is too small. Yeah. So I don't know. It just I, I'm really interested in to say, but but this all leads to a point of saying why why would we actually have all of these um, going through the chaos and then actually having the reordering of the water? It says so that my people will announce my praise. Yeah, which is like which is the spiritual life. I mean, who of us don't actually have to go through the kind of brutal suffering mm. that we do in our lives but then the sweetness of actually how god answers it's like i mean this is actually in preparation of the passion okay so what is the this reading this first reading this first reading i can already. see that yeah yeah, yeah it's, I get it's that. saying like okay here's the lord he's gotcha. gonna he's gonna actually take he's gonna go through the the waters of death mm. and then he's gonna actually create a living living waters that are gonna actually be a great um a great mm. blessing yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Don't worry about it's, that. Uh, he Don't put, worry about that. He put Facebook Live, and we were uh, in not reacting the same way we were. No, there's a delay, there's a big on, delay on the Facebooks on by, the like, live. by like a second. Oh, look at that smiley face. That's I know that's fun. a happy one. Yeah. Can I just read this really quick because yeah. I want to come back to it? Okay. So it says, and we've been talking around the reading, but the reading itself, like you, you, you said, the very first part, right? Mm -hmm. The Lord opens a way in the sea. Right. There's always a way, even in persecution, even in trouble. There's always a way that He will open. God always opens a door. <laughs> or a window or whatever the saying is. Yeah. It's kind of that. And a path in the mighty waters who leads the chariots and horsemen in a powerful army. I'm reminded of this passage back in, I think it's Exodus 15, when they sing Exodus, the great hymn of their redemption. Movement people. Is that the hymn? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when, it's when they're coming out of Egypt and they're singing of God's redemption, how he saved them. And most of the rabbis actually believe that they were singing it while they were still in the Red Sea. Right. While they're still towering walls of water that could crush them at any second. Right. They're singing of their redemption because God is redeeming them, even in the midst of the threat, even right. in the midst of all this fearfulness, which is which, important. Which, which I love. I actually, I've been wanting to put, I've actually been wanting to put in the church, like little, like, walls of water. <laughs> yeah, like this little kind of like. Uh, stylized like little waves at the top almost as if this is the people walking through the water you know what you should do at the doorway like the baptismal font or the holy water font should yeah, yeah. be those like those flowing waterfall things those like <laughs> walls of water that like it would separate when you open the doors and that's the only way you could get into the church Ooh. And it would close for the don't, pagans. Don't like it wouldn't open up. <laughs> it would, we'd have <laughs> a kidding. baptismal sensor. 
<laughs> Mortal sin. Okay. No, no, no. Um, all right, so, so we continue. Um, this Lord makes wow. the path of riding waters, who leads chariots and horsemen, a powerful army. They lie prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out, quenched like a wick. Remember not, this is where you talked about, remember not the events of the past. Yeah, that's a fair question. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give an easy answer. I, I think I was wrong in my assessment earlier. I'm not sure why he says to remember not. Right. But I have an idea in the gospel. Well, well what I think it's interesting is that there, there's also a, t- like, there's a time for remembering and there's a time for engaging what's new. A time to engage what's new. And then that's, see, this oh, is why we edit. Yeah. Todd got it. Okay. No, no, no. The, the prayer is wearing off. My funniness is fading. Dear Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. no, what I, I think that that's actually where... It, we, sometimes we can point and we say we think God is static mm. and that we're actually meant to just remember at certain times and we're, we're actually meant to engage something new at certain times. And that's, that's actually a, that's a complicated thing about the spiritual life. Is yes. you, you hear something in the scripture and you say, oh, okay, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But then Lord's like, no, 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 actually I There's have something, something new. new. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the paradox of living in the middle of that, in the in-between. Right. right? I wear Birkenstocks, not Docs. You're wearing neither at the moment. <laughs> I'm actually wearing Birkenstocks. Are those Birkenstocks? Yeah, they're Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Okay, remember not the things of that. Um, see, I'm doing something new. What is the new thing that he is doing? It says, now it springs forth. This new thing, right? The antecedent to that. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Pay attention to those lines because I want to mm. come back to those. Okay. It springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the desert, I make a way. In the wasteland, rivers. The wild beasts honor me, jackals. For I put water in the desert, rivers in the wasteland, for my chosen people to drink, the people who I formed for myself, that they might announce my praise. Right. All of this seems sort of future tense of the ways in which he's going to restore all that was broken. Mm. I want to come back to that. Let's leave it at that. Which is precisely why we should go to the psalm now. That is precisely. Which is so funny. I I, I was looking at the irony of it, like, because the, it says, uh, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. It's like, don't remember the things of the past. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I, I'm kind of hung up on that. Yeah, like, but, I, but I, there is a connection in the gospel. I'm so like, which way I, is it? I I'm don't know what to do. Because I get it in the gospel. I don't get it here in its context. So more on, more okay. on that soon. Oh, okay. look at that. More, more are you coffee. getting coffee just delivered to you? Yeah. yeah wow, is, must be nice to be Father Peter. Yeah, this is, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Is, uh, very good. I know. Thank you, everyone. May, may you also pour yourself a cup of coffee while you listen. Yes, it, get a cup. That will be needful for how Scott is talking today. All right. All right. Uh, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Um, again, the, the psalm, which is coming at the table. We've talked about the nature of the Psalter, right? There's five books. The, the whole Psalter, all the psalms together are essentially telling the story of salvation history. Right. So the earlier psalms, you get all these glory psalms of uh, the Davidic kingdom and how great it is. Late, you know, interspersed with these psalms uh, of threat, of danger on the horizon, of our sin being reminded of it. But but overall, the grandeur of the kingdom. And then you get uh, the third book, where everything turns dark and everything is lost, which is reflecting on the exile. And then you get the fourth book, which are sort of... Where do we find God now that we're sort of in this darkness? We, we, we're looking for him. He's hard to see. We're not in the land. The veil has been put over our eyes, but we're trying to find him. And there's a lot of psalms about creation in book four. Of we can find him in the way that the, the sun moves from, you know, from horizon to horizon. It's, it's God's steadfastness, all, all these things. But then we get to book five. And, and book five, and, and that's where we are. And now. That's where we are now. Because oh, it's one twenty-six. Yeah, right. There's one hundred and fifty psalms for you, those of you who have not ever counted. This is true. 
And it's looking forward to what God is going to do in the future. Right. And you're going to see it again. Even though there's a veil over your eyes now, the kingdom will return, the veil will be lifted, all these glorious things. And so in the midst of that, this psalm is saying the Lord has done great things for us. It's not just he's going to. He has already. We don't see them yet. And this is where Christians live in this idea oh. that God has redeemed the world, even though we can't see it or f- feel it. Well, that, that's actually why it's important to recognize the new things and not actually just rely upon the old things. Oh, okay. Because right. in a certain sense, it's like, oh, look, okay. we, it's golden age thinking versus golden chain. Um, the golden Ooh, age thinking that's good. Says, Look at you. says that um, at one time there was these amazing things that God did. Look, he did the exodus woo, and he killed all the chariots and <laughs> stuff. You keep saying he killed chariots, which uh, I've just been trying to let go. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it anymore. It's tearing me apart. <laughs> yeah, They're inanimate objects. Uh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm done. I'm out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> so a, so, he, so he set them free from from Egypt, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and and so look, ah, oh, this is this great yeah. thing that happened in the past. Oh, yeah. remember the 12th century, all the great cathedrals of the world, and, uh-huh, and uh-huh. look at uh, the the, the yeah. great mass that once was, and the, the good fathers old of the days. Church, the if good only old we could go back to that. Yeah. Versus, like, no, we are actually hmm. present now, and the movement of the Holy Spirit is alive and active, but That's it's good. obscure. That's it's good. weird. It's I mean, good. It's like honestly hard to engage because I look into my yeah, life and good. I'm like, man, that's I'm good. going through it over here. I, I'm trying to understand how is God actually working right now? And that's well, like way, that's why it says like, you know, the Lord has done great things for us. He's doing great things for us. And they ha- we had to go through the river to be able to encounter the stream. Well, this psalm actually, so I, I mean, the psalms are all arranged in the order that we just talked about in this kind of salvation history way. But they were all written over all sorts of various time periods and then compiled together. Right. This psalm is actually talking about the return, probably the return from captivity in Babylon. Which, in a lot of ways, this psalm is about being in the midst of the waters. Okay. And they're saying, you know, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. But what is it saying? What's the first stanza? When the Lord brought us back, brought back the captives from Zion. uh, I'm sorry, the captives of Zion. Presumably when they're coming back from Babylon, their exile, all this. They've lost Jerusalem. They've lost everything. But when we came back, we were like men dreaming. Our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue rejoicing. And then it goes on. But if you think about what's happening when that psalm is being or what that psalm is talking about, they're coming back to their homeland that has been decimated. Mm. They're like, yay, the Lord has set us free. He's done great things for us. Here's the burned out shell of what used to be our lives. Right. But yet he has done great things for us. And we know that because we're here, even though we're in the mid, I mean, we're standing in a burned out shell of our home. We know that there's more coming. It's kind of what you're talking about. We're not simply going to look back and say, oh, man, the good old days, if only we could go back. Because now we see that God is actually moving us forward in a way that we don't even see. We can't even perceive it yet. Right. And I think that that's why one of my favorite lines in the Psalms entirely is, although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last strophe. The last strophe. Yeah. Like, I just love that. I mean, Mm. it's like we go forth weeping. We really do, and we're like, man, how could anything be fruitful out of what's happening right now? Which a lot of people, if you read the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, a lot of people do respond that way. It's mm. actually the problem of this time in salvation history. There's this mixed reaction. When they start to rebuild the temple, remember, yeah. there's a bunch of people that are like, yeah, yeah, they're rebuilding the temple. But there's a bunch of these old people that are like, oh, but it's they're weeping. They're like, it's right. nothing like before. Right. If all we need to go back, this is horrible. And there is, it's kind of beautiful because there's a mixed reaction. It's not everybody's like, oh, this stinks. But everybody's also not like, oh, everything's great. It's, it's very human. It's very right. like, well, some are looking forward. Some are 
weeping and we're in this in between living in the in between is hard because mm. you can't see the fullness of what's coming yet and and Saint, so i actually think this leads us into the philippians really well <laughs> okay. be, because this is actually saint paul's response he's he's actually saying no i actually get this so intensely now that i'm going to actually count everything as scupola 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 the boo boo yeah. the boo boo <laughs> 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 oh, the commentary is love to have a blast oh with this. hey by the way um since we are on our uh, uh our wonderful um what do you call this uh, uh, podcast? Podcast. Uh, we <laughs> Is that are really, we're, really you. We're we're attempting to raise twenty thousand dollars for this ministry uh, over the next twenty hours uh, on this twenty four. We'll give them twenty four. Why not? Okay, we'll give them a little bit extra. <laughs> I, you are a merciful and kind man. Thanks. Um, uh, so what we're trying to do is that uh, we're at four thousand dollars. So you all, uh, I cannot thank you enough we to are be able one to support. Fifth, sixth, there. <laughs> we are one. Saint Isidore, <laughs> pray for us. Text. Uh, Text so, your. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of information. This we, is good. We have teleprompters behind the camera in case you guys don't know. Um, teleprompters being being sheets of printer of paper, paper taped with scotch <laughs> tape to a chair. And I shouldn't and tell my secrets. Yeah, no, no, this, this is a first is, class this operation. Is a we got going operation. on. And, but if uh, you do want to help us out and give to this ministry and support the work that we're doing and have more stuff like Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance, which is coming up in the next hour of our campaign, <laughs> please text your donation to 720-513-7337 or go to our website, thomascenter.org, scroll down to the live link you guys event and click on that. Yeah, that and you lot. can share this and you can watch it. And share it, it watch the, it, the rewatch tr- it. The truth is, is that if, um, um, if you do that, then God will bless you. And this is this is what I know. And if you don't do it, if you don't do it, then you're going to have to make 45 copies of this, place it in the pew, and oh then gosh. only get blessings. I'm just kidding. That's oh like one gosh. of those ones that, uh, that uh, yeah, the, the internet the, things. If you yeah. don't share this with all of your friends, <laughs> then, going, then you d- don't receive any blessings. No, I'm just kidding. You That's know, the not school- it. This is why we edit, and like everybody else is like, like people are looking at, at us like, Father, that is not okay. <laughs> Yeah, see, oh, you hear that laughter? Uh, yep. That's that why was... you do it. That's why you do it, to get that laughter. <laughs> yeah, and you succeeded. You yeah, won. This is, this is the thing. Is, you is, win. Is humor is, is edgy. And, the best uh, medicine. Yeah, it's, 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 no, it's laughter. <laughs> Whatever. Laughter, humor is the best medicine? Some, one of them is the best yeah, yeah, medicine, isn't this it? Is, yeah, that's why, anyway. wear, that's why I wear a humoral veil. That's a very liturgical joke. Okay, that Jesse was, Wheeler see, got this, that, and no one else. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Wow. Okay, so okay, so the so scuba reading. Saint Paul. So okay, this is this go. is the thing: is we're talking about how do you actually navigate from going forth crying to laughing, coming back with mm. your sheaves full, and that's actually where Saint Paul just grasps that entirely, and he says, "I count everything as scupula. Um, and so, and and in the translation, <laughs> it says, "As so the." Um, for his sake, I have accepted the loss of all things and consider them as so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having been righteous on my own based on the law, but that which comes through faith in Jesus Christ, the righteousness mm. from God, depending on faith and knowing him in the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by being conformed to his death. That's one sentence. You really let it let it have it. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 well, I, was, <laughs> one I was like, I was like trying. Well, I didn't even finish the last clause. You almost get the sense that Paul is saying this breathlessly. In a certain sense. I mean, there, there really is a sense of this. The, the, the two things I just want to note here. Right. Number one, um, the, the psalm that we talked about just before, 
The one thing that the psalm kept repeating is the concept of joy. And it kept repeating it because it's the response. <laughs> so we, we repeat it. <laughs> right. But, but it is this psalm about joyfulness and how we were laughing and our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongue rejoicing, we're filled with joy, 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 joy. But it's, again, in the midst of this suffering. We don't know exactly how to get out the other end, but we trust that God has redeemed us. Mm, yes. And I think that fits with Philippians for two reasons. Number one, we, Philippians is known as the letter of joy. Right. Which is, we've talked about that. And the irony of that joy, because he uses the word joy more than any other book of the Bible. Right. It, is, it shows up more times. But the irony is that he's writing it from a prison cell, which is the least joyful place that you could be. But yet right. he can, in the midst of his imprisonment, find this joy. But So you could, you could see it in a certain sense that way. He's sort of in the midst of the waters right now. Right. But what he's saying right here, this is, I love this passage, and we didn't get... You know, we, we have to get, kind of get thrown into the middle of a point that Paul's making. But what he just uh, sort of what all of what you just read is sort of the answer to or the response to, I suppose, is he's just laid out his resume. You remember that part? He's like, I there's a bunch of people who are trying to undermine me and backstab me and these kind of false apostles that are saying they're legit. They're not. And they're saying that I'm no good. But look, here's my resume. He's like, I'm, I was a Jew of, of Jews. I was from the tribe of Benjamin, which was the only tribe that didn't abandon Jerusalem in the, you know, in the Civil War. I was a Pharisee. I was so zealous. I was killing the Christians. I, like, I was the best of the best. I was the best student of the law. I was the best teacher. I was the best Pharisee. I was awesome. And then he says, but all of that, which we didn't get in the reading, but which he sort of assumes you've already seen. Right. That's what he's counting as scubala. My whole identity, everything I've worked for, everything I've done, everything I've accomplished, my entire identity, I count it all as the stuff that you flush down the toilet. In comparison, this isn't a false humility. He's not like, I'm a worm, I'm dirt. He's not saying that. He's saying, in comparison to what God is doing, I am perfectly willing to leave all of it behind. Like Egypt left behind their sort of comforts in the wilderness. Right. That was slavery. Like right. The Jewish people left behind the slavery of Babylon to come back to what was not even there anymore to have the courage to rebuild. I'm willing to leave everything behind for the sake of what I'm doing. What Paul's doing, remember Philippians is the book where we get the famous canonic hymn. Right. Where it says it's in, what, chapter 3 or 2? Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be exploited or grasped at, but rather... That he took the form of the Emptied slave. himself. Yeah. Took the form of the slave. This is Paul's canonic hymn. He's is, told you what Jesus yeah. did, and he's like, and here's how I have actually done it. Right. And now I'm in the middle of it, because I have abandoned everything, and I'm in the middle of the sea, knowing that God has redeemed me, so I am filled with joy. Right. Because I've left behind my Egypt. I'm in the middle of the waters that are about to crash in on me any moment, literally, because I'm in a prison cell surrounded by Roman guards. But yet, but yet, he can speak this psalm. The Lord has done great things for me. I am filled with joy. And I want you to share in my joy because that's where I'm at. He's literally embodying what we've just read. Goodness, talk about like every vocation story you've ever heard. Kind of, yeah. Like like authentically, like... Mm. I look into my own life and I was like, oh man, I just, Lord, set me free. Mm. I don't want to have to give up my identity. I right. don't want to have to go through the desert right. and, and be so stripped that I actually have to rely entirely upon God. Like, and of course, know, the real reality is that he gets it back. Well, in an unexpected, because he's the greatest theologian in the church. Well, yeah, you are like me. the artist priest that, every, that is, you know, I mean, but you, 
God has given you this totally different means to let no. your creativity actually shine no, forth. No, that it's like every desire, that, every desire that I've ever had no. in my life, the Lord has actually fulfilled, but no. I had to go through the desert right, for him exactly. to be able to actually make the exactly. desires fruitful. It's like audio engineering. I That's mean, I, I'm my own one-man AV club. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I'm part of the club. Am I not in it? You're in the club. Actually, you're. I'm you're, at the periphery. I'm the cool kid who just sits in the corner. Like, <laughs> no, nerd. No, no. <laughs> no I'm I just mean, kidding. like, I get it. I get it. I get to like do all of the desires of my heart, but for purpose and for meaning. Mm. Um, and that's like what I actually yeah. get to watch around me. It's like you. I mean, you and I share that in, in, in intensely and incredibly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like. I, both of us desire to teach and to give and to talk. I, like I wanted to be a radio announcer when Did I was. You? Yeah, yeah. We've never talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to huh. to do radio, and so now we get to do that. You guys actually listen, and there's a lot of people who listen. That's and, what we hear. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah, at least uh, right now there are 28 of you. Where are you seeing that? Right here. Look I at have, you with your fancy little tech. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's like yeah. You're, you're the president of the AV club. I yeah, forgot. Dude. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay. But 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 that's actually like where it's like. Oh, no. If you cling to your identity in the midst of this, then it actually inspires chaos. And the Lord has yes. to actually pass you through that chaos yes. so that he can return you to waters that are actually going to feed you and, and you nourish you. And you have to you. let it go. But you have to let it go. Right. If you love something, let it free. Let it go. Let it go. Here we go. Quick shout outs. I want to give a I shout out to gonna be funny, Aaron, who's listening hide. from Pinkerton, Ohio. What, what? Pinkerton, wasn't that the guy in uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Pinkman. Pinkman. Pinkerton, Ohio. Pinkerton was a, was a Weezer album, right? Yeah, Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Yeah, I yeah. love Pinkerton. Um, Wendy, listening from Fort Collins, from Foco. What, what? Scotty from Indiana. Gage from, I don't the, know what you tried to say there, but over there. Drogo's Cafe from the, the, the teleprompter. Ferdy from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Oh, Amira Davis from Seattle. Um, oh, what else do we got? Sarah, who's Yay. watching from John Hopkins Medical Campus in Baltimore. Hey, you know, my Kitty. grandfather went to Johns Hopkins. Yeah, we've talked about Johns Hopkins. I said John Hopkins. Yeah, it's yeah. like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> There's too many possessives. I don't understand. Jo- John Hopkins is, I think that's Johns actually, Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. John Hopkins is, is, a, is a band. That's what I'm trying oh, to is say. It really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a really, it's like an electronic oh. thing. Oh, all right. I Damn. can see that. Kitty from the UK is listening. Well, we got what Brian the UK? from Seattle. Seattle. Um, Brian. Oh, man. This is great. So lots of folks. Man, this, this is, is the, great. It's this so fun. Is the best. I love it. So thank you guys all. And, yeah, and yeah. If, you're, if you haven't said where you're listening from, please do. We, we'd love to hear where you guys are. And, and a shout out to, to um, Alejandra in, in uh, Seattle who... Told uh, told Elmira uh, Myra to actually post on Facebook and they got all the people Aww, out and it was all just, the people it was just awesome so go people go people you guys are awesome so speaking of people this leads us into the gospel yes actually before we get into the gospel just one more time if you want to give a donation to this amazing oh, yeah. ministry that we are humbled and honored to be a part of bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to see you Boulder and to the rest of the community and out to you guys um, you can text a donation to seven two zero five one three seven three three seven or go to our website thomascenter.org scroll down to the live link you guys link um, we, uh, I had something else really profound to say and you, you and your tape silliness. I was trying to, mouth. I was trying to say like, I was, I could be the bouncing ball, but everything's oh, the bouncing backwards. Ball. Oh, because it's there on the screen. Yeah, yeah. That is fancy, isn't it? So again, if you're just joining us, we're celebrating our live Lenten Lanky Guys podcast. That's a lot of alliteration for the feast day of St. Isidore of Sevilla, who's the patron of the, the, the internet. And the who, internet. Who's, who's listening in Sevilla again? Sarah Fowl. Oh, Sarah Fowl. spending her semester oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, that's right. I think all the Fowls actually might be in Spain right now. What's up maybe to they the were Fowls? Fowls. Okay. Okay. The gospel. 
Okay, now this is intense. This is where it's going to get real. Wisdom I had some attentive. stuff this morning that I'm really hoping lands because I saw some stuff this morning in my, my study of this. So, so what happens is that Scott and I have this uh, deal where we refuse to actually talk about what we're going to say on the podcast before the podcast. Yeah. And it's so the first he, rule of Fight Club. Yeah, that's the full first rule of Fight Club. Do not talk about what you're going to say on the podcast <laughs> before the podcast. So he came up to me and he's like, oh my goodness, my mind is blown. It was like he was like the mind blown emoji. And then the upside down emoji, and then the crazy face emoji. Like I was, just, like, and now I'm worried it's not as as great yeah, yeah. as I thought it was. Yeah, but that, so, but, 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 but he, he likes doing this. He likes teasing me that he has no, an I, insight I just beforehand. To share it with somebody. And I needed I, I needed fellowship. Is that what it was? Yeah, I needed okay. to share. You know, when you get excited and you're like, I need somebody to share this with. Yeah, look and at I, all these people. We can all share the people now, are here so sharing. Like, hi everybody. You guys represent thousands upon thousands of people individually. This is very cool. Tens upon hi. tens of people. Tens upon tens of people, and the cat that presses the, the return the button. The cat in Saudi Arabia that's constantly <laughs> hitting return. <laughs> and Kazakhstan. And Kazakhstan. Um, okay. I, at first, the, the last couple days of looking at this, and I didn't really sit down with it until early this morning. Okay. But for the last couple days with it, I'm like, what does this story have to do with anything? I mean, I get the other readings. I kind of get the theme. But then we get the story of the woman caught in adultery from John. And I struggled to find the what temple, the connection was. Which is, I never kind of noticed that it didn't happen like anything, but it happened in the temple, which is interesting. Well, they brought her to the temple. They brought her to the temple. Yeah, the adultery didn't happen in the temple. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah I know that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird. Okay, so let's read this really quick. So, um, and there's a, there's a, con I had to search. I had to do a little digging for context. Okay. Context, man, right? Context, Context. Matter. All right. And I'm excited again. See, okay. I'm getting excited. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning, he arrived again at the temple area. So he's, the context, actually, the immediate context is he is in Jerusalem, I think from chapter seven through 10 of John. Okay. He is in Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. And the Feast of Tabernacles is really significant because there's a lot of symbolism and imagery that goes along with the Feast of Tabernacles. Tabernacles is also known as Sukkot, um, Sukkot, which is the feast day when the Hebrew people, and it's applicable to the first reading, it's when they recall the time that they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years after the Exodus, dwelling in tents or, or tabernacling, right? They were, they were tents while they were dwelling? <laughs> oh, no, they were dwelling in tents. In tents. Ah, uh, yeah. and, and most specifically, the fact that even God himself in the Ark of the Covenant was in a tent, right. a tent of meeting. And, then, and so even modern-day Jewish people, they'll spend this feast day, they'll build little Sukkot, they'll build booths or tabernacles outside of their homes and dwell in them right. to remember this time that it was hard. We lived in the wilderness, we lived in tents, God, too, was with us. So what, what's going on in Jerusalem in this time, there's a number is, of... Is there kind of an eschatological uh, meaning to it? Almost like saying, like, this isn't our homeland. We're actually meant for something more. Like, almost like uh, like, uh, like an icon of the promised land and the, the sojourning on earth. I mean, I, got, I guess I could kind of see that. I don't know. I've never considered that before. I'm hesitant with it. Okay, let's be hesitant. Just because of the setting. I, I don't know. I'm hesitant. Hang, hang out with that. I'm going to hang out with that. Okay, so that's the context. And okay. Some of the imagery that goes along. Well, I'll get to the imagery in a minute. Okay, so it's during the Feast of Booths, Sukkot. The two major pieces of imagery that go along with the Feast of Tabernacles, or at least how it's celebrated in Jerusalem, yes. are light and water. Okay. So the two primary symbols are the lighting of these giganto, um, what are they called? Candelabras. Okay. That would literally light the temple like nobody's business. I mean, they, they have historical records of, I mean, these candelabras that are like as big as this room. Oh. That would be lighting in the temple precincts. So when you looked at the temple from miles away, 
it would literally be the light to the world, the city on a hill. That's where this imagery of Jesus comes from. It's and like there the were beacons so of Gondor. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, it might actually be where some of the imagery is from. Yeah. So that was the first piece of imagery is the light that emanated from the temple. And the other was the water ceremonies when the priests would pour out all of this water and these water purification rituals on the altar in the temple. And there would be these rivers of water flowing out of what was called the heart of the temple, right? Out of the gates of the temple. And they would see these rivers of water coming out of in a certain sense, God's heart, right? It sounds like the Easter Vigil. It is like the Easter Vigil. It's actually where we get a lot of that of that liturgy. Yeah, it's like the comes from tabernacles. Absolutely, it is. So hang out with that for a second. Okay. So, but early in the morning on, and I think it's the eighth day. I think it's the last day of the feast, if I'm not mistaken, in the in the context. Okay. So early in the morning, he arrived again at the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and he taught them, and then the scribes and the Pharisees came, and they brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. And um, that's it, rough, it, man. Well, it literally says in, in the text that she was caught in the act of adultery, which is not just, oh, we found this woman who had committed adultery. Like in the act, we went in, like ripped her, you know, I mean, it's, like, it's really a little, a little graphic. It's horrible. And actually, according to the Jewish law, you're required to actually uh, bring the man as well. But the man is nowhere to be seen. Right. And so a lot of people think part of why this is happening, they don't really care about this woman or what's happening or the sin that was committed. They just want to use her as a tool to trick Jesus right. or to trap Jesus. Um, actually, I do have to say this. This passage is actually skipped in a whole ton of commentaries on the Gospel of John. Really? A lot of people avoid this, partially because, I have my notes, there's a lot of early manuscripts of John that don't have this story. It, really? it just doesn't show up. St. Augustine right. actually had a theory that early Christians, that part of the reason that there are some manuscripts that don't have it is that there were some early Christians that just thought the story was too merciful on the part of Jesus. Like, and it would, it would actually dissuade the pagans from, you know, fully converting. They're like, he's just a little too merciful here. Maybe we should just kind of take the story out because it's just a little bit much. Right. Which um, is fat. That's what Augustine thought about this. Yikes. But it's because it's intense. It kind of flies in the face of, of this idea of justice in a certain sense. Right. Um, so it's intense. So just, just to throw that out there, I, I think it fits perfectly in the story if you kind of see what it's doing. So anyway. Um, all the people started coming. They found a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand in the middle, and they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. And Jesus was like, Jeez, you guys. Wow. I, don't, I don't know what he says. Now, the law in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Right. Now, here's the catch-22 that doesn't tell you in the scriptures. Yes, in uh, Deuteronomy, there is prescription for a woman caught in adultery, in the man too, for people caught into adultery to be stoned. Right. However, here's the catch-22. According to Roman law, which is the overarching civic law, it is illegal for the Jewish people to actually um, sentence someone to a capital offense. Oh. They cannot. Which we see in the Passion. Right. They have to find a way for Rome to execute Jesus because they know they can't do it. Right. So according to Deuteronomy, yeah, we're supposed to stone this woman. But according to the Roman law, it's illegal for us to stone her. Only Rome can do it. So in, so, a, so in a real sense, they're trying to get Jesus yes. to commit sedition against one or the other against Rome or against them. Exactly. They're trying to stick him in the middle of two laws. That, that's why they're using this woman. They're trying to stick him there. So, yeah, so you see it. It's, it's right. crazy. Right. Um, so what's he going to do? What will he do? What uh, will happen? So what do you say? And they're like, so what do you say? And just, again, there's, I, I don't mean to dwell overly on this, but the, the idea that this woman is so dehumanized in this story. She's right. not really a woman. She's, just a, she's, a, she's a prop 
to right. them. And you can see him like holding her and like, okay, here's the scenario. Right. She's our prop to demonstrate it. What are you going to do, Jesus? Which is just, it's a, it's a really profound insight into the brokenness in the hearts of, of the people accusing him. Yeah. So what do you say? They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. In other words, to Rome. Right. Uh, okay. Jesus bent down and he began to write on the ground with his finger. Which, which it's in the temple. It's in the temple precincts. It's in. It's within the courts. Okay, right? within the courts. So, yep. so you know the speculation. What did he write? Well, we don't know. I have some ideas. Okay. Okay. Uh, he bent down, right with the finger, but they continued to ask him. Um, he straight. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, right. they, Answer the question, Jesus. Right. They continued to ask him. He straightened up and he said to them, "Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her." And then Mary showed up and chucked a rock at her head because she was sinless. No, she didn't. That's a <laughs> Martin joke. Um, again, he bent down on the yep. ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders, so that he was left alone with the woman before him. And then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, sir. And he said, Neither do I condemn you. Now go and do not sin anymore. Jesus doesn't leave her in her sin. He's like, Don't do this again. But, but the profoundness of the mercy um, is, is pretty intense. Um, okay, now I want to I want to get this right. Um, okay. So yeah, so we have we have the the kind of context it's established, but here's how Jesus throws it back. So they're right. trying to trap him in this law, but Jesus, it's actually a stroke of brilliance. He says, okay, anybody who is without sin, throw the first stone. So if one of the Pharisees were to throw a stone, number one, they're saying they're without sin, which was sort of how they build themselves. The Pharisees right. were the sinless ones; they were the ones that adhered to the law. But if they throw a stone, guess what? They're guilty of a Roman crime. Oh. If they do not throw a stone, they're saying, no, we're actually very sinful. So do you oh, see what he's actually done? Yeah, he, Anybody who doesn't have sin, throw the first stone. You throw right. a stone, Rome's going to arrest you. You don't throw a stone, you're committing or you're admitting to your own sinfulness. Right. And that's why they're like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how they went away. But then it comes to this, right? What is Jesus writing in the ground? And I, I have it written down in my notes. There's a, there's a, I jotted down Jeremiah 17, 13, which uh, is this passage from Jeremiah that says, those who reject the Lord will have their names written in the dust. Oh. And so some people have speculated, you know, maybe he's writing their names, maybe he's writing their sins. We don't really know. John doesn't, doesn't say it, so he leaves it to our imaginations. But I am kind of struck by Jeremiah 17. 1713, the idea of names being written in the dust. Yeah. And the, the juxtaposition, so, you know, you want your name written in the book of life. Right. He's, you know, maybe writing them in the, in the dust. Um, dust is really significant. Dirt is significant because remember it was the serpent after the original sin who was made to crawl in the dust. dust. The dirt. This is not good imagery. Well, and it's also, it also speaks of the desert. It speaks of waterlessness. Aha. Aha. Now we're getting closer to the first reading. Right. Okay. So what's going on here? Um, Right before this, in chapter 7, Jesus had... So we're in the Feast of Tabernacles. The right. main imagery of tabernacles is light and water. And what Jesus has just done in the whole previous chapter is said, I am the light of the world. He's tried to turn the entire feast on himself. He says, no, I, you, you see these giant lights in the tabernacle in, or in the, in the temple, the candelabras? I'm the light of the world. Right. And then he says, out of me comes living water. You're seeing all this water flow out of the heart of the temple. I am the living water. Right. I am the source of living water. And just... A couple chapters before, we have the woman at the well up in Samaria, remember? Right. Who said, no, I'm going to give you springs of living and she, water. And she's she like, says, let me Mr. have give these. me this all the time. Right. Hook me up. 
So what do we actually have happening here? We have those who reject Jesus. Right. Those who want to go back to Egypt. Those who don't want to count their identities as scubula. Those who want to make their identities everything. To stay right. in their slavery, whatever it is. Their names presumably being written in the dust. They are in the dirt. They are in the desert. They are in the wasteland. But look at, go back to the first reading real quick. He says, look, I'm doing something new. There's something new happening. Don't you perceive it? In the desert, in the dust, in the dirt, I make a way. In the wasteland, rivers. In the, I put water in the desert. What is he writing in? The dirt, the mm. thing of the desert. What is he? Where the living waters come from. What right. is he putting into the dust? He's making the dust come alive with living waters because that's what flows from him. So his very hand touching the dirt makes it flow with living waters, which is making the Pharisees and the scribes and those who choose to reject him, they have to leave. They can't handle it. But what new is happening is that this woman caught in adultery is the first to actually partake in the living waters that he promised the woman at the well in Samaria. Oh, she, That mercy. is what's new. She now accesses the living water yes. that is turning the dust that is surrounding her into the streams of living water, which is actually the mercy of God, which she now gets to partake in. Mm. Yes. Which is kind of cool. It, which is cool, which is actually, it's like, uh, it's, it's that flipping of saying, here's the chaos. Because mm. the woman caught in adultery, she's she, like, in a certain sense, it's her identity. I mean, like. Exactly like, right. Like, and, 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 and she is actually dead. She's kind of become right. dust. And the Lord right. breathes water he, breathe, he, he expresses water into her life, whereas those who are actually think that they are so uh, uh, um, uh, uh, filled with life because they're so sinless or whatever, he says, no, 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 I actually have to ask you to go through the desert right. to recognize your own sinfulness because I want to give you right. what I'm giving her. Right. I actually want you, right. I want to invite you, Israel, I want right. to invite you, world, to come through and to walk through the river exactly. so that I can actually feed you from the rock. And um, this woman is in the middle of the river. In the middle she of the river. She is in the middle of the Red Sea. It's coming crashing down on her. And all of a sudden, what does Jesus do? He takes the water and he transforms it. Which is From in, the threat to the right, life. Right. Well, and, and what's interesting is that where is it? This is the temple, which the, the imagery in, in Sukkot is, is mm. that the waters come from the temple. They're yeah. actually poured out. The light comes from the temple. And yes. he is that. And he's actually exactly engaging right. the dust and bringing it to life. Go and sin no more. He is fulfilling Isaiah 43 in that moment right in explicitly some, explicitly in some ways he has become baptism absolutely right he, he it, That's it's absolutely it, it. it's it's uh, but but in a symbolic kind of like human way and saying like almost stripped of it in in, in down to the bare bones of the yeah. reality of what is the what is the baptism of the lord but yes. total utter mercy absolutely it, it, uncomfortable mercy mercy absolutely. mercy that sets us free in a way that we have never ex like well for those who have experienced it what happens hmm. the like the first reading what's the what's the last line in the first reading is um, the, so that they will um so they the, might announce my praise. The, they might announce Which is my what the praise. woman at the well does. Absolutely. And she's, there, there's sort of this play going with the woman at the well and the woman caught in adultery. Right. There's sort of two ends, two bookends of the same narrative of water. Right. One is promised it, one receives it. And, and I bet. And, and as, as, like, as woman mm. representing of all of humanity, the, the one who is, right. is the, uh, the bride of Christ yeah. almost. Like, like yeah. that's actually what this expression is. Yeah, that's true. 
And she is challenged by Jesus to count her old identity as Scubala, mm. which I'm sure she'd be perfectly happy to do. I mean, it's a pretty uh, dark history, right? but not easy to do. What? But she's being challenged in a whole different way than Paul was. And in a are sense, you willing to count? Are you willing to go and sin no more? Are you willing to count all of that as scubala and receive the living waters that are springing forth out of this dust that is accusing you mm. and actually make it something life-giving? When that's like, Which is the whole challenge of Lent. It's the whole challenge of Lent and, and the, the, the whole challenge of our lives. Yeah. Can we actually find yeah, our identity <laughs> of him? So, Yeah. Whew. So Kinda find cool. your identity in him, my friends. That is the, that is the best. Um, yeah. I think that that's what we have today. I think that's what we got. You guys, $4,285 for you. the uh, donations during this live podcast. You thank guys you, are absolutely you, amazing. St. Isidore, pray for us. Pray for us. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, am so thankful for those of you who, who can't turn in, tune in live and who have tuned in um, just in the, the replaying of this on the internet because you uh, were had to work and live a moral life mm. in accord with the work <laughs> that you had to do. Um, we commend you, and uh, and I just want to shout out everybody who watched live. All Especially Mary from Buffalo, John from Buffalo. Granger, Indiana. We got Tony from Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Patty from L.A. Patty. We got Deanna from Brentwood, California. Deanna. We got a lot of California folks. California. Um, Christopher from Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. North of LA. California is representing in this Dude. hour. Yeah, California and Seattle, you guys. I got to mm. give a shout out to the West Coast. You know what West I'm saying? Coast. West Coast. Whoop, whoop. Um, and uh, so thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Please consider donating to uh, to our podcast, yeah. uh, to our ministry here at St. Thomas Aquinas in Boulder. And one um, more time, if you want to, if you want to donate, if you feel so called, please pray for us. Regardless, that's yeah, what we need more than anything. But I'll if you feel you so what, called, yes. we uh, you can text a donation to seven two zero five one three seven three three seven, or go to our website thomascenter.org. Scroll down to the yeah. link. You guys link. And I want to uh, ask a, a special uh, a special gift for the priests who mm. listen. You guys have probably already turned this off. I, I hope you haven't. But um, I want <laughs> to ask a, a, a special gift for those of you who use this for your homily preparation. Um, it really, uh, it, it, if this is a blessing to you, um, please return that blessing. It would mean a lot to us. And um, mm. and let us know, fathers, who you guys, who who you are. Um, we, won't we won't tell anybody. We won't. Don't tell. worry. You can rip off all the stuff and put it in your homily, <laughs> and we won't say a word. That's yeah, what yeah. we're here for. Yeah, that's, rip it off. That's wholesale. A, that is honest. Scott means that, and like, I really do. I mean, that's the yeah. purpose of this podcast. This is yeah. not about Father Peter and I. This is not about how great and funny and smart we are. Although no. we are kind of funny and smart. But we want you to rip all of this stuff off and use it in your Bible study and your men's group and your mother's group and your homilies and, and whatever your, else because your this minivans. is the word of god in your minivan punishment for your kids yeah, whatever but, you got to do you know absolutely this so, is yours this is our gift to you thank you for listening us to today and uh i think that uh we're probably going to uh sign off now i think that's the right so thing to do you guys uh you guys are wonderful um and we uh we thank you and we bless you in the name of the lord uh, jesus ever and ever. be our guide now and always and into ages of ages amen god bless you guys Bye, everybody The Word on the Hill is a production of the Aquinas Institute for Catholic Thought here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. You can find us online at www.thomascenter.org slash A-I-C-T. You can find the Lanky Guys at lankyguys.org, and you can send us an email at lankyguys at thomascenter.org. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.